morning. Welcome to Open Source Workplace Daily. Uh, Mike, how are you doing? Good morning. Can you hear me, Steve? That was a that joke. That is too funny. That is very good. That was a very joke. good. Little sound issues yesterday, but hey, it's all good, man. That was it's the best I've ever good. sounded, right? I thought you were brilliant. Um, I don't care yeah. what anybody else says. I mean, I've never heard you so inspired, um, <laughs> so provocative. Uh, I, I was yes. surprised how far you pushed the boat yesterday, you know? Some of the challenging you know, things you were saying. Yeah, I don't usually curse when I'm talking about workplace and use uh, swear words, but uh, you know there was a lot, a lot out of my heart yesterday, a lot on my mind, so I couldn't help yeah. myself. It was a lot of a lot of people one won't believe yeah. you said that about them. You know, they they just won't, <laughs> they just won't, and uh, obviously, you know what stays on YouTube, you know, it will always be on YouTube. That's so right. Let you know, people will will always know Mike. <laughs> You'll have to go back and listen. You have to watch, uh, you know, the, the May 18th edition of the OSW Daily Live to Too hear funny. all Too of my funny. my string of my stream of profanity. It's uh, it's fantastic. Oh, uh, it was it, it was good fun. It was good fun. Um, yeah. And and obviously, you know, part of part of you know, we're always going to leave it up because it's part of the process, right? You know, the the, yeah. the stupidity of uh, of us me, me. I say me. It's me. It's all me. It wasn't you. Our producer. We'll blame our our producer, whoever that might be, out in the uh, if, if only Alec. If only Alec was around, we could blame him. But it wasn't. I his know. Fault. We miss Alec. Fault, you know. But uh, we scapegoat. do. We do. We do. But uh, but yeah. So we talked about a lot of profound things yesterday, um, and uh, I kind of want to roll into that um, during today's show. As, as sort of we uh, we look. What well, I, I came across something. It's called the transition process, and. Uh, it's a psychological roller coaster that people go through um, mm. as they go through experience anything. And as we sort of look at, you know, what we have gone through, you and I, you think about the emotions that we go through. You know, we talk about it daily, but actually emotions shift moment to moment just based on what goes on and how we get influenced. And um, I wanted to touch touch on that a little bit today. Um, but, uh, you know, today is May 19th, Mike, and today is May Ray day have you ever heard of may ray day may ray no may, who is no, may ray either. apparently it's the day when you start to plant your flowers your seeds because of this is when the oh, temperature is okay. going to shift and so on and so forth so there you go a little anecdote okay. of useless information that uh, you know people will be able today and go and go today is may ray day i do not have a green thumb my thumb is anything but green <laughs> i do not spend much time in the garden you are you a planter a you know, a little agricultural bit, a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. I, I, I get excited to plant. I don't get excited to maintain, but I get excited by the result where I, I sort of like to grow um, things I can eat. And that's what I get excited in the, oh. in the start and the end phase. The bit in the middle is where I often lack substance. People say that's in, not just in planting things. That's in a lot of life. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's for them to say, I suppose. But uh but yeah, I, I, I enjoy I the end phase, the end phase of walking into a grocery store and picking up the vegetables <laughs> already grown and ready for me go, to eat. Man. That's what there I like, too. Go. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it is good. It is good. But uh, how are you doing, Mike? And how are you feeling today? Well, I'm glad you asked. And I didn't know this was coming, but it's interesting time, isn't it? I was going to ask you the same. I can't wait for your state of the union at the Steve Todd mental house location. Uh, for me, you know, I'm in a weird place. I think I'm in this place after a lot of ups and downs. I'm, I'm kind of in a steady place. And we've talked about the the strange 
feeling of time either being slow or fast. And we've certainly experienced that over the last two months during our quarantine. And during the pandemic, there were periods of time where there was so much news coming at me every day, so much just hunger for data and information about COVID and trying to understand the, the implications of the pandemic and, and reading all the great content that was being put out from other thought leaders in our industry and, and planning the return to the workplace and all those things. It, it, was, a, it was like a, a day was a week was a month. And it just felt like it was so slow. We'd, we'd come back, uh, well, I do my weekly show. And it was, it was really where I noticed it most. I would do week after week of the Workplace Innovator live stream on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And every week it was like, boy, has it been just a week or has it been a month or, uh, you know, or several months? There's so much has happened. It's so much to talk about, so much different. Well, now I feel like things, it's again that paradox. Things have have slowed in the sense of that I'm not drinking as much volume of information. There hasn't been the significant change. I think there's, I don't know if there, there's still things going on and people are still tracking the data. The, the, the case count is still going up. It's still a, a day by day, you know, ticker tape along the bottom of the screen of the newscast. But I just have stopped watching as much news. I turn the news on to see if there's anything major happening, a big development, a big change. I want to catch that if it happens. But I can't sit and watch the same stories over and over again. I think this is this is human nature, I think. So what I'm finding is that the, the more I tune out of the the day-to-day deep dive of, of consuming information, the faster things are moving. So this is that paradox, right? Mm. It seems like the less I consume and the more I get into a routine of just doing my job and, and doing what I can control, that's always what I've said. When I'm having a difficult time with anxiety and fear and worry about the future, bring it back, Mike. You've, you've reminded me, others have reminded me, things I've read have reminded me, bring it back to the things you can control, the, the, the here and now, what can you do today? What can you do in this moment to to focus yourself? So what do I do? I, I work on a podcast or I I you know read something uh, related to my, my company or things I'm doing within my day-to-day work here at iOffice. And when I'm doing that day after day, all of a sudden it's like we're back into that work life where it's like, boy, time's flying again. It's almost, it's already mid-May. What happened? It's May 19th. I thought it just May just started. So I don't know about you. I'm trying to explain this kind of there's two sides of the same experience. But are you feeling any of that yourself or are you doing OK? How, how are you feeling these days? No, it's it's a great question. And it's it's something I was reminded of this morning as I watched a YouTube video. Um, as you know, I'm a big watcher of, of, of a lot of different things, a lot of information. I try to flood my mind with variety of opinions, variety of a viewpoint, so that I can sort of make as a balanced view or perspective. Um, this morning, I found myself watching an HR uh, webinar about um, mm. purpose, about the transition and mental side of what everyone is going through. And I'm going to throw up a slide that actually um, will allow people to see what what I mean by this. And what, what actually is put up is a transition process. And it can be relate to anything. But at the moment, obviously, we're talking about this in the context of COVID-19. And it's basically a start, an end, a start and, a, and a sort of a, start in an ending period if you want to think even though it says ending and new beginning because in essence the process that we go through mike on 
um, a feeling, an emotion, um, to actually where we're ready to move forward and actually see the future, there's a whole lot of different um, phases we go through. And if you sort of think about this, um, and I, I looked at this and I sort of looked at myself and I sort of looked and I went, where am I today? Where was I last week? I mean, I was in a, I was in a bad state last week. The week yeah, I before, remember. I was in a, in a wonderful state where you were like, you've been so consistent, you're, you're shining bright. And, uh, <laughs> and that's and when actually, I was in my bad place. I yeah. was in a bad place, you were in a good place. And yeah. reverse last week, yeah. You know, so as, as I look at this, and, and I, I did put this out on LinkedIn this morning, and I says, I think I'm at hope today. And and sort of the, 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 the this is not supposed to feel like a pendulum, right? In essence, we swing back and forth, the emotions change, but only when we get to the acceptance point till we actually start to see a new beginning. Um, and, and hope is where I sort of felt I sit this morning as I sort of looked through this. Have I been in frustration, anger, denial? Well, you go back to the start of all this, how many people were in shock and denial, right? Sure. And as we sort of went through, then we get anxious. Okay, what does the future look like? And then with that, then breathe hope because we then take our mindset and we look to move it into a more positive mindset. Um, to sort of help us to move forward. We then get enthusiasm by actually bringing that positivity into ourselves. You know, like you say, you read things, you know, that injects enthusiasm and that injects positivity in the mind and then that allows us then to move on to the acceptance phase. And if you think about anything, we're talking about COVID right now, but if you think about anything you want to give up, anything you want to correct in life, I think it was Dave Ramsey says, the only time you actually get to a true point in change is when the frustration gets to a point where it's like, right, I've had it, right? Only whenever mm -hmm. you get to that point, are you then ready to ramp up and go up the other side of, the, of that little pendulum that was put up? And I find that fascinating. And sort of the the, the webinar was all around this, this, this pendulum and, and sort of trying to get you as an individual to take acceptance of where you are, how you're feeling right now, and make you aware of it. And then obviously then work through the growth mindset. How do you then flood your mind? How do you bring in energy? How do you bring in ideas um, to actually allow you to, to move through uh, the various phases? It was a great webinar. Yeah, no, it sounds great. And that, that chart and all you've just said is really something that I can relate to or resonates with me. And I think that was the turning point for me. I you know Two weeks ago, I had my real downtime, my feeling of hitting the digital wall and this is it, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I gotta, I gotta make a change. And when I, I think back to last week, it may be the week that I look back and say, that's when I really accepted where we are with COVID-19 and with the conversation around it. It's not a matter of planning for post pandemic life, the new normal, all the things we talked about, we called it many things. It's accepting that this is now part of our life and let's start working through mentally and procedurally, planning-wise as workplace and facility management leaders, what can we do to prepare our workplaces, prepare our people to be as comfortable as they can be, as safe as they can be, and that's gonna be different for everyone, understanding, empathy, all the things that we had talked about for weeks and weeks, the, the understanding of, of, hey, different vulnerabilities, different mental places, different roles, different responsibilities. Do you need to work from the office or are you just as functional working from home? We learned all these things over two months. And then last week it kind of hit me that, hey, this is now, this is about living with the virus. And whether it's returning to public life in some way, shape or form, reopening of 
the economy, reopening of restaurants? Do you go back to restaurants? Will you eat outdoors? Will you, you know, go to a movie theater once they open? Will you go to the beach? We talked about, you know, people going to the beach. The summer's here. Um, going back to the workplace, all this discussion and planning around reopening of offices at, at, at lower capacity and physical distancing and putting those protocols in place and one-way tr- traffic and avoiding, you know, avoiding the things that make the workplace great, like collisions and, and collaboration. We have to figure those things out still. Why do we go to the workplace to begin with? And that's the that's the reset button we're on now. But it's like, let's know that we do need to get back to doing our work. Uh, and some will continue to do that from home and hopefully it could be effective. But we know now that many can't. There's There's a lot of folks that cannot work from home or are just not as productive at home. And my my philosophy shifted last week to let's accept this and work through these problems day by day. We're not going to figure it out today. We're not going to figure it out tomorrow or next week. But let's try different things. Let's see where, where we are. And also, let's think about others first because you and I, and we're just human beings. We all just have our bubble, right? Our bias, our not just our own personal experience, but then the experience of those around us, which is also very limited. You know, if we widen our perspective, look at other people and and try to empathize and know if I was in that role or if I had that skill set or that personality type, how would I be feeling right now? You know, or if I had this situation at home where I had kids running around trying to homeschool or or a lot of, you know, different scenarios that, that you and I aren't experiencing, it would be a different mindset. It would be a different path towards, you know, happiness. We're all trying to be on this journey towards, you know, contentment and happiness and self-fulfillment and uh, finding our mission, our purpose. You mentioned purpose. That's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So we all have different journeys we're on, but we're all on this journey and we have this little this little nuisance on the ride with us, COVID-19. And how do we keep ourselves safe and keep others safe and our communities safe um, as best we can, but know that there's no way to completely eliminate the risk. Let's figure out a way to live in a, in a, in a, some way of a, an acceptance plus a purposeful mindset. Yeah. And I think it's important to sort of recognize as well is that, you know, that is a, that pendulum actually, we shift through that as we've experienced ourselves. Right. And absolutely. So I was acceptance and then I went swinging back to a, a different emotion because of how I was feeling. And I think for me, understanding that that is what is going to happen and having that visual oh today oh that's where i feel today i know so how do i get myself back up to that acceptance place how do i get myself back up to that enthusiasm understanding that that's going to shift it and a lot of that shifting comes from anxiety of not knowing when this is going to be over right anxiety of not knowing or feeling that little bit of insecurity there's an opportunity for me to feel not feel safe um, and I think that's where individuals are going to sort of move through this. And, and obviously, then we have to do all we can to reinforce that mindset each day by, you know, feeding ourselves, feeding ourselves through information, what we watch, what we sort of listen to, who we interact with. Um, yep. But then also, you know, what can we do about our sleep, our food, um, our, our exercise, you know, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Van Sormen released a video yesterday all the way where he went through these three things. And, um, you know, it's like, so how do you create a wellness protocol? And he went through a fantastic, almost like a, he basically went on his five minute um, 
uh, I don't want to say, um, I'm trying to find the right word for it, but in essence, he went through this, this, this five minute speech of okay. here's, here's what it is you need to be looking at. And it all come back to purpose, eliminate anxiety, reducing stress, um, all in the purpose of creating happiness. And then how do you do that? How do you maintain that? He went through the sleep, um, eating and also exercising the importance of it. But then bending all, the, all that back to, to what we were talking about, you know, so how do we, how do we make that change and how do we make that change in the workplace? Um, and this morning I released a video I did with, with Jonathan Schultz, 30 ways we can eliminate touch points in the workplace. So basically okay. we did a video of where we, okay, so let's, let's, what's the day in the life of in a workplace, in a, uh, an office, a building environment. And as we walk through the building, what are the elements that we touch? How can we use technology yeah. or other solutions to eliminate those? So it give people ideas yeah. uh, and opportunities to think about it. But what I found really incredible about the video was not necessarily the amount of things that we came up with. And obviously there's a whole lot more that we didn't even touch on, but it was more of, uh, some of the underlying tones that Jonathan was using in the sense that, you know, change only happens when we need to. Today, we need to make change where everyone's at this point where the landlords, the tenants, employers, employees, um, everyone needs change. So therefore, the change is coming together. The collaboration, people are actually joining forces and helping each other. Companies are talking to each other at a much higher rate and level and interaction that they probably ever have before. I don't know about you, but I mean, the amount of webinars where people are coming together, sharing experiences, telling stories, sharing yeah. plans, you know, allowing everyone to see, everyone wants to do the right thing, no one wants to do the wrong thing. And I think that's what's allowing that transparency to actually take place. Um, and I'm sure it's something that you're seeing um, in all the people and interactions that you have, especially with IFMA. Oh, certainly, certainly. We're all in this together still to some degree, to, to many degrees, even though we're seeing this more in last yesterday, if you had heard me, if the audio was up yesterday, my, my concern was we were back to this world of polarization and everybody kind of taking their sides. And in a, in a strange way, that was comforting to me. It's like, okay, the, the shock and the, and the scary nature of this pandemic and, and COVID is, has gotten to the point where we've accepted what, what we're dealing with and yes, it is sad, and, and I don't want to minimize in any way, even you know, just the families affected and and one life, let alone, you know, tens of thousands of lives being impacted by this. But um, we had gotten to the point where okay, we know what this virus is doing. There are certain um, risks associated with it, and now I'm going to make my choice and do my thing. And, and, you know, in the old American spirit of you're right and I'm wrong, or I'm right and you're wrong, whatever it is, it's like, we take our sides and we start going, uh, you know, keep the economy closed or, or people will die. No, open the economy. It's all, it's all a big hoax. You know, there's the two extremes and then there's this dialogue in the middle. So I, I continue to see hopeful signs that we are in this together, that there is nuanced dialogue. We don't have to agree hundred percent on on when to open or how to do it or what protocols are in place. But to share those ideas is, is so powerful and so uh, useful and, and purposeful and effective. And it's something I hope we continue to do in, in this community uh, among our workplace friends and also a facility management community with IFMA and other organizations. So there's there's that definitely going on. But my question for you, Steve, because I, I, I love what you were just saying and I and I got to go watch Ken and I, I love I've heard his past videos and Jonathan 
Um, you know, sitting in, how do you consume information? What do you think your audience wants? What do you want? If you had to stop creating content and just consume content, you're a YouTube guy, right? You like to sit and watch YouTube videos. Um, I love podcasts. I, I guess that's why we do what we do, right? We find what we are most passionate about, what, what we like. I know people that just can't watch a video. They, they have no patience for even a short 30 to 60 second video. It's just something they can't do. And even audio, they don't process audio. They, they read, they much rather just read a blog and thank goodness those are out there too. So we have all these different forms and all these different platforms. Um, and I guess I'm answering my own question as I speak, but we just have to do put out the information in as many different formats as possible to let different people with different personality types and different, you know, ways of processing information, process that information. But I'm curious, to, you know, just are you finding, and, and I'm, this is a, just an exercise know, I just came up with, if you didn't, if you didn't do content creation, if you were just a real estate executive doing what you do, um, certainly part of a community where you're interested in hearing from peers and I'm answering your own question for you because I know that's why you created open source workplaces to have that place to go. But if you didn't have your own, if you weren't the guy doing it, what do you enjoy most? Where do you get the most satisfaction, information, and and feeling of a sense of community with your peers? It's a great question, and you, you kind of did answer the question within your question. I, I know you too well. Answer. I know you do. I know you do, and I'm sure the audience do too. Um, that, that is the whole reason why I created Open Source Workplace, right? I wanted to create an environment for people to share information and share knowledge that I thought wasn't, was lacking whenever I was trying to learn the profession. So um, that was, that's what I was trying to do. What I find through this experience with COVID-19 is, you know, I don't commute to the office more, no more. So that gives me... Yeah. 90 minutes each three days a week that I don't commute now. The other two days I work from home. So one, it provides me the opportunity to create this with you. This creating this with you actually incentivizes me or drives me or it makes me commit to to you, to, to the audience, to ensure that I'm as well brief by the time we get on here. I know that often may not sound like or seem like that's the case, but that's what I try to do. The other opportunity, it's, it's allowed me and allowed open source workplace is to bring alternative mindsets and alternative thoughts, processes, viewpoints to a platform to allow people to ingest and really think through alternative viewpoints. Because yeah. there is no right answer, right? Um, Governor Cuomo said it the best over the weekend. He says, whatever I tell you today, I guarantee you it's wrong, right? And he went through and he stated what he actually said in the past in, uh, press conferences that actually proved to be incorrect. So we have to assume that. But in essence, how do we bring people together? And that's why I'm sort of creating this open source workplace team, team of influencers who can contribute to a conversation, who will have alternative viewpoints, but then collectively, we all can gain a perspective of, um, a perspective of what we think one we need as individuals to what our organization needs and then how can we influence and help the actual employees within those organizations and that's what I'm trying to do and the benefit I get from it is um, I get to have the conversations the 10 minutes before and the 10 minutes after we do the recordings um, and, and as you know that's where the real the real juice does come through. Um, it's been me hopefully I'll come back 
Yeah, I no, lost you, you for a second back. there, Steve. You've come back. You've come back. Good, good. So, okay. uh, so, so in essence, I was just like summing up, Mike, that um, the beautiful thing about doing open source workplaces is the ten, ten the videos is the ten minutes before and the ten minutes after when you're actually interviewing with you know chatting with somebody. You're getting all those little updates. You're getting the ability to share, ask questions that sort of allow um, me to sort of gain the knowledge. But in essence, for the community for open source workplace the hope and expectation is I bring alternative viewpoints this week. I'm bringing on four additional guests who haven't been on before, um, mm. which again is going to bring a completely different perspective on what's been shared. And some of these folks are, are reaching out to me because they've seen the videos and they have a different opinion and they want to share that different opinion. I want to be the platform that allows people to do that. Um, and, and again, like just, I just want to remind you, people are not paying to be on this platform. This is something that um, they are given their time, they're given their perspective so that everybody can share. It's called open sourced WordPress because it is open. I don't right. want it to be gated. I do not want it to be um, influenced by um, by money. Um, but the big essence, dollars, the follow big dollars, the money, yeah. Steve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but in essence, I, I, think, I think that helps everybody, you know? I think it does. It does, it does, and I, I look forward to um, hearing some of those alternative perspectives. I love the, if we can find ways to have, you know, respectful dialogue where two people with differing opinions can come together and, and have a conversation, even a debate over some of these things in a, in a real way. I, I would, I would watch that in a second. I would love to see more of that. I think we still dance around those things. And I think we struggle as a community because it's just something that doesn't happen in our community very much. Workplace, I think it happens over in Europe more often. There's honest debate on Twitter and you hear people, you know, jabbing at each other. And I know it's part of the culture there where here, I don't know, it's like people bite their tongue and I don't want people to, I don't want to become like a politics type show or even, uh, I've joked about the fact that even in the Star Wars community, there's this, in social media, there's this nastiness that goes on. If, if people disagree with a p opinion or, or whatever, they just get ugly with each other. I don't want that, but I do want, I think there's a healthy dialogue that needs to take place with differing perspectives because we all are in the same boat we don't know what we don't know and the truth of the matter is we don't know what the truth of the matter is that's still the case as it was two months ago we have more information now than we did then and it continues to come in but now we're heading into decision making time and we're reopening our offices and and trying to do what's right and everybody's trying to do what's right and it's going to be a challenge because you're going to have the need to Put protocols in place and you're going to have some among your staff that will think it's all foolishness and some are just not comfortable no matter what you do. So there's this, this need to find that respectful tone, respectful, nuanced conversation. I love that word. It just means, you know, yes, I can see your point of view. I, I see it differently. Let me tell you why I see it the way I do. Oh, you see it that way. Tell me why. Let's try to find this way to work together because we're all in the same uh, boat here, you know, let's work together to, to get through this. If that type of attitude was pr present throughout our society, we'd be in such a better place. Um, so I, I don't I, know. My role I, I is agree. just to, is to kind of keep it real, keep it real and keep yeah, it no, lighthearted if I can. I, yeah. I, I love, I love the point you made though, about, um, I think we need to be a little more honest. And I think the industry is a little, um, not honest, honest that's the wrong word. 
we're very close. We, we talk about being open, but actually we all operate in a very closed environment, right? Yes, we want to talk to share some things, but there's a lot of things that companies keep to themselves and, and I totally understand it, right? It is for the protection of their IP and their processes. I understand it. Sure. But um, I would I would love it to be a lot more open. Um, and one of the things that I sort of look at when I talk to the consultants or service providers or whatever it is, I almost feel it's my duty and responsibility to give them an honest opinion um, because that allows them to adjust and whether or not they yeah. accept it or whether they like it, that's okay. It's just, it's just an opinion. I guarantee you. It hurts you, to hear. It I hurts to hear criticism. I guarantee <laughs> you I'm not right, but in essence, well, it's an that's opinion. okay. You know what I mean? I think, and, but it helps though. It helps to hear right. those opinions. And as long as the recipient can put that opinion and process it in a, in a, in a healthy way, yeah. And believe me, as someone as you are, someone who puts themselves out there, creates content, we all we're human beings. We all worry that somebody isn't going to like us. Somebody's going to like isn't going to like what we say, isn't going to like how we say it or what we did or how we did it. And I'll tell you, though, there's some folks that have been honest and I ask for opinion. I ask for feedback and very rarely do people do it. And I know many times because, listen, they got a lot better things to do than then send me a note about how the podcast went or how the live stream went or how I can do my job better. Figure it out, Mike, right? That's your job. So I'm talking to myself here, but when there's someone who cares enough and, and has been impacted by what you do, and thankfully, you know, there's a handful of people that I can think of right off the top of my head who have been so kind to, to invest enough to say, hey, I've seen your broadcast or I've listened to your podcast and, and here's what I like. Here's what you could maybe do better because from my perspective, you know, you're missing something here or, or whatever. I appreciate that. It's hard to hear if it's something that goes contrary to what I think is what's best in my mind because I think I have all the answers in my mind even though I know I don't. But in, in my strange, insecure world, I'm like, I, I must have be doing this right, right? So just to be honest with each other and, and help each other because I want to help as many other people as I can. And I, I put this little thing at the beginning of my week and, and tell me what you think. Help me, how can I do this better? How can I you know, be a better service to this community? And I genuinely believe that. And, and I hope that some will, will reach out and, and tell me what they think and how I can do this better and, and how we can all help each other get through the situation we're on. It's a long journey we're on together, Steve. It is a long journey. Well, let's pick this up tomorrow because I think this is an important topic to sort of continue um, and we will do it tomorrow. We're sort of out of time. What I will say, Mike, is uh, I, I thought you sounded a lot better yesterday, but I uh, appreciate your, your insights today. That was the best ever. Yeah. I had, yep, I had yep. no, I had a lot of good things to say. Check it out, folks. Yep, Yesterday's yep. show, May 18th. All, All right. right, Mike. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks, Steve. You too.